Good morning, church. Today's first reading comes to us from the familiar words of Psalm 23. I've been asked to read the King James Version of this venerable assurance. Let's listen together again to the comfort of the promise of our shepherd's care and trust in the love of God that holds us fast. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Listen now to the second lesson as it comes to us from the Gospel of John, the 10th chapter, beginning with the 11th verse. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand doesn't care, doesn't care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and they know me just as the father knows me and I know the father. And I, I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep who do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? O oh, good shepherd, we turn to you trusting in your voice and asking that you would speak to us in this moment and draw us home to you. And all God's people say, Amen. It may seem like a strange choice to preach on the Good Shepherd in this particular week. There is so much going on, more gunshots, more difficulty around the world, wildfires starting to bloom 
And yet perhaps it is exactly on this day that it is good and right that we follow the lectionary, the church's calendar of readings, which names this day Good Shepherd Sunday, which invites us again to hear the words of Psalm 23 and to hear the gospel lesson in which Jesus calls us to be his sheep. It is perhaps in the outcome of the trial of Derek Chauvin, an outcome that came to fruition much faster than many of us thought. It is perhaps in that moment that we recognize that as lost as so many sheep have been, so many beloved bodies, still the shepherd draws near and truth shall win and justice begins. What, what does this passage say to us then in this poignant season? A season of remembering and grief and a season as well of relief. It may be strange, but I want, I want to go to the core of this passage before I look at what it means for us. And that core is what it really means to be a shepherd, what it really means to be a sheep. Allow me the privilege of sharing a story that a friend of mine, Kim Clayton, tells. She's been the pastor at various urban churches. Currently, she's in Atlanta and has been a professor there as well. And she remembers just how much she thought she knew about shepherding. She says, when I was an urban preacher, I would wade right into these green pastures in my high-heeled shoes and speak urbanely, poetically, sometimes humorously about sheep and shepherds. You can get away with it when your church is surrounded by asphalt and steel and the world of Coca-Cola Museum. I might say that works here as we sit in the shadow of UCLA as well. But when Kim moved to Asheville, and got to know one of her members and elders, Anthony Cole. She came to get to know someone whose family farm went back a hundred years. And that's when she learned the difference between being a true shepherd and being an owner or hireling. She says, Anthony explained that there are shepherds and then there are people who just own the sheep. The distinction is important. An owner of sheep buys and trades a product. If this owner comes in late at night and sees a sheep struggling in the field or caught in the fence, the owner is likely to go into the house and take the loss. But a shepherd, 
A shepherd is one who sees the sheep struggling and knows that sheep by name and goes to help, to rescue, to bring to safety the one in danger. Mere owners keep their most watchful eye on the profit and loss columns, not on the flock. Is it easy to be a shepherd? No. Kim also learned that shepherding is messy, smelly work. Anthony's boots were always caked in mud, his hands rough with calluses and cuts, his fingernails never clean deep down. The shepherd stands unconcerned about being in the mud and muck the sheep make in their daily life. Holding and guiding the sheep makes the shepherd's hands slick with the oil of their sweat. Cutting away briars and thickets caught in their wool, the shepherd's own hands get cut and bruised. The shepherd the shepherd rubs ointment on his own hands to gently clean and help heal the wounds the sheep get as they go through their pastures and over rocks and some inevitably get themselves into trouble trying to get through barbed wire fences. And a shepherd doesn't mind that mess. And finally, a shepherd knows how vulnerable the sheep really are. Anthony showed me how sheep have lost their ability to fight back, domesticated for centuries. They simply can't fight. As he grabbed a sheep and rolled it over, it gave in to him without protest. I watched him feed them, shear them, gather the lambs in his arms. He'd tell me how he'd spent all, all night out in the cold helping ewes give birth. He described how some of the lambs and some of the ewes too would live and, and others would die in the night sky filled with stars. The stars shepherds have searched for centuries during their long nights, just like that one. And how life and death played itself out in little clumps of wool spread out before him as far as his eye could see and the heavens stretched. Oh, and one more thing. In the end, Kim also learned how much it matters that the sheep know the shepherd's voice. After one unusually late session meeting, Anthony went home and when he pulled up in his truck in the darkness, the sheep in the field began to move about. They were making noises, fretting aloud, fearing a stranger in their midst. So Anthony walked up to the field and called to them Go back to sleep, he said to them, it's just me. And because they knew his voice and knew that he cared for them and they were safe with him, the flock laid down and rested in peace. 
That's who our shepherd is. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is who our shepherd is. The one who knows the names of all of the sheep. Of all of the sheep who have been lost. George Floyd. Brianna Taylor. And thousands more. Every single one of them. And the shepherd cares. And the shepherd will lay down his life for his flock. And the sheep, bit by bit, the sheep know that they cannot do this alone. That the sheep have to be together. That the sheep have to watch out for each other like a little girl with her phone taking videos. And the sheep know that some of the lambs will die and some will live. But may they also know that their death is not in vain. That the shepherd who cares for them will care for them beyond the bounds of our vision. It is not over the trials of this pasture. There are barbed wire fences still and wolves who would seek their prey. But this I also know is true. Our good shepherd cares for each of us, for every soul, for those who would destroy and those who would build up. Our shepherd would care for us, those who hunger, and those who feed. Our shepherd cares for every one of us and will keep watch over us until every single lamb is gathered into the flock for beloved ones. Each of those lives matters. Will you pray with me? Oh God, in your mercy, you have let no life be in vain. We pray, O oh Lord, that this be the beginning of black lives truly being valuable, that they may matter. And Latinx lives and Asian American Pacific Islander lives. And yes, oh God, even the lives of all of our officers and their souls, 
that they might find their way to truth and the truth will set them free. Oh Lord, none of us is in charge but you. And we praise you that you know our names and call to us and will never, ever let us go. Amen.